Usually we have a nice little moment of greeting one another. I know worship went a little while, which is good. But would you just say hello to the person next to you right now and just tell them, just bless them. Say, God bless you and just greet them. And you probably know them. If you do, turn to the other person and say hello on the other side. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're at the corner, then just say hello to the wall and just declare this is the house of God. Just encourage the walls. Amen. If your head is down, you're looking at the floor, then just tell the devil he's defeated. Oh, I'm sorry. The pastor told me to talk to the devil in church today. I couldn't believe it. So I want to have you out in about 20 minutes or so. I'm going to share a brief message with you. And I want to spend some time prophetically declaring and praying over you to receive the fullness of his grace and understand that you are complete in him and you're lacking nothing. And I want you to to, uh, get ready in your heart to receive that. But I want to read Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. I'm going to be reading from the New King James. And I'm going to read right now. Now it happened as they went that he, Jesus, entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, why are you worried and troubled about many things? But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the revelation of your grace in our lives. And we thank you for the freedom that comes when we understand how much you love us. And Lord, I pray right now that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus would be released in every heart as we get in your word. In Jesus' name, shout out amen for me. Come on. I was reading this and I've been meditating on this for a while and, uh, How many were here last week and enjoyed the little interview thing? Did you enjoy that? I need to hear because we may do that from time to time. I I really think it'd be fun to do that every six weeks or so. Um, I had the privilege of sharing the scripture or the word with uh, women's ministry on the first Saturday of every month. And I'm announcing it. So those of you that don't come and man, there was just such a heavy grace of healing in that moment. And I, I got to share on the, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And I believe the Lord gave us a picture. Many times we just look at her and think, well, she's just an adulteress and Jesus, you know, ministered to her and it was great. But we had a different look. Those of you that were here last week um, know what we, we talked about. But I, I was meditating on this little portion of scripture. This, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, because in my own life, um, there was a time that I understood this from a revelation of grace. For the first time, I kind of got the revelation that there's this dichotomy between Martha and Mary. And I had this revelation 
of wanting to be like Mary and wanting to sit at the feet of Jesus and cling on every word that he speaks. And it was such a revelation that, that set me free because many times I would be distracted with serving God. And I, and I know that that kind of strikes a chord and it's like, well, we should be serving God. Well, yeah, but we're sons. And there's something about understanding sonship that serving comes out of an intimate relationship, not out of a heart of being a servant. There's a difference between loving to serve and serving to love. Many times we just love to serve because we're going to get promoted and we look good. We look holy. We look anointed. I mean, I, I wonder, we, I have conversations with my wife and I say, you know, I wonder how many times I go to church just to look anointed instead of just, go to, just to enjoy the presence of the Lord. There's a difference between serving to love and loving to serve. Now, loving to serve means I, the reason, or I'm sorry, serving to love, the reason that I serve is because I love. It's my number one motive. Now, this story is amazing to me. And there's so many treasures in it. And I want to share just a little bit. First of all, it says they went into a certain village. Now, most likely that city was Bethany. Now, the meaning of Bethany is interesting. It's almost like a play on words. It's almost like it has two meanings. One of them is house of figs or house of fruit. And the other is house of misery. And so they come into this village. And I think that it is, it's like a type and shadow. I really see this story... And I love pulling out Revelation and, and looking and applying Scripture. But we can look. This is a great story where Jesus gives a gentle admonishment to Martha. And he encourages that Mary has chosen the right thing. And I believe it is a, a story and a dichotomy of living in grace versus living under the law. Walking in the new versus walking in the old. And it's amazing to me that Bethany, the very meaning, and this is most likely Bethany, but Bethany was by, by the Mount of Olives. It's where it's really close to where, you know, John the Baptist was baptizing and it's not far from Jerusalem. So this was the spot. I mean, this was the hangout that Jesus comes in with 72 of his disciples. Uh, the original text says there's 72 in the gospel of John also. There's, so he comes in to this house and he's welcomed by a lady named Martha. Now, I believe Martha is a Christian. She's a type of a believer. She welcomes the master. And, and I think that it's important for us to understand there's a difference between uh, welcoming him and sitting at his feet. And it's just such a picture of grace to me. It's such a picture of, man, I want to live on the side of grace because I can come into relationship with the Lord. And if I don't learn grace, it could be misery to me, as Paul wrote about in Romans chapter seven, or it could be a very fruitful, amazing life. And so here in the scripture, she says that, that she, he welcomed, she welcomed him. Um, she gave him great hospitality. And then Mary, it says, sat at his feet and heard his word. There's a difference between showing God great hospitality and then and a, a total radical abandonment, abandonment and surrender at his feet. There's a difference. There's a difference in knowing that if I live in a place where I'm constantly trying to live up to a standard and I'm serving, I'm in the, in the, you know, the, the, the kitchen, so to speak, and I'm serving and, and, you know, maybe, maybe we can easily live out of a place like Martha, maybe was living out of a place of a fear of failure. 
I can't fail. This is this great rabbi. And, and many times we live out of that place or we live out of a place of control because we're afraid to lose what we have. It's all fear and it's all based on the law and punishment. And we have to live in love. Perfect love drives out all fear. When I understand his grace, I can understand. Listen, this was a big deal for Mary to sit and be a, quote, disciple of Jesus. This was unheard of. This is almost like, you know, uh, this is almost like Jesus of modern day allowing, you know, allowing someone who is not, who is not fit to, to do something in society, whether it be, you know, per, go to church or the, women were not allowed to sit at a rabbi's feet and hear his teaching. It was unheard of. This was radical. This was reformation. This, there was a change. And there's such a great picture in this that Martha looks and she's a little bit ticked off. She's like, my, my younger sister is sitting here at the feet of Jesus and I'm stuck in the kitchen cooking. And it's this picture of law and this picture of grace. And we have to choose to live on the side of grace. So we choose when we come into this place that we choose to live in a fruitful life with Jesus. You know, the other day we were uh, at a Thai restaurant with the Millers, uh, Ed and Glenda, and we're eating and we're ordering. How many know that, you know, some menus are vast. Have you ever been to Cheesecake Factory? And their menu's ridiculous. I'm always like, Rochelle, order for me. You know what I like. I, I can't, I get distracted with the menu. And, and this is what was happening here. Martha's distracted with the menu, but never gets to participate in the main course. And we're at this Thai restaurant the other day and we're looking, we have questions about the menu. And, uh, and Glenda asks about the curries, you know. And she says, you know, what about this curry? And I swear the Thai waitress said, that's good for the Negro. And we're like, did she just say that? And Glenda's like, girl, I mean, you should have been there. But I don't think she really said that, but it was hilarious. But we were asking questions about the menu. But when the food came, the curry was really good. And it was good for the white man too. Because <laughs> I had some of Rochelle. She always gets curry because she is black. Um, but how many know that sometimes menus can be distracting? This is a picture. Martha is distracted with the menu and Mary chooses the main course. Let me tell you, grace is the main course. Living in grace, living in the outpouring of his grace, living in a place where I'm not afraid to fail because I know I'm going to fail because I can't do it on my own. Because I'm not just going to welcome the Lord with hospitality and be a Joe Christian and say, I got to read my Bible five times a day and I got to pray and maybe I can live up to the law and the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And we're living on this trying to do and don't and do and I got to do. And over here, it's, I'm just going to sit at the feet of Jesus and he welcomes me. And I know it's not normal for someone to run into his arms and just, oh, she was in love with Jesus. She understood grace. She was in love with him. Man, we need, to, we need to watch more chick flicks, guys. We need to learn some romance. Last night I was sitting there listening to the scripture or listening to, to worship and reading the scripture and my wife is watching some chick flick and there's this smile on her face the whole time. I looked over at her and she's like, I swear, you didn't even know. She just loves chick flicks. Mary was in love with Jesus. She was in love with him. Extravagant worship. 
Grace is not afraid to, to give extravagantly. Grace is not afraid. because, And I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to fall because God just picks me back up. And there's so much power when we sit at his feet. I like the New Living Translation because it says she, 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 uh, she basically, let's just read it. Glory to God. The new NLT in this verse here. I want to read it to you. It's very profound. Do you have NLT on the computer? Do you have it? Oh, you have an NLT bot. Oh, yeah, yeah, bring that up. That'd be great. Not that many people have a New Living Translation Bible, so, you know. Okay, I want to read this, this portion to you. Verses 38 and 39. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listened to what he taught. Actually, it was the message translation, not the New Living Translation. It says something of the nature that she clung to every word that he said. To me, I, I also am reminded of the, the picture of John the Beloved, where he chose... I lost your place there, I'm sorry. He chose to rest upon the heart of the master. Now, now he also understand that, you know, he had access to do that, but he chose to lean into Jesus and be close to him. It's such a picture of grace because there's another portion of Scripture where, where John, many times you look at the New Testament and they will quote an Old Testament Scripture. Well, John does this thing in there where he says, as it was said, and he's actually quoting something Jesus said in his lifetime. Because he was so close to the master that every word was life to him. Every word was scripture. Every word that he said was prophecy. That's the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Martha's distracted with the menu. She's thinking about the food. And Mary's like, I know what the main course is. And I'm going to enjoy the food, but I'm sitting at his feet. And I'm one of his disciples. This was not normal. And it's such a powerful picture of grace and total surrender. I don't want to be somebody who just welcomes the Lord with hospitality. I want to welcome and I want to just be so radical to surrender my heart completely to him. Jesus closes in, in, in this moment, and I'm sure it was, she basically questions the Lord. Don't you care, Jesus, that my, that my sister is not serving? She should be in the kitchen here with me. And he says, Martha, Martha, if the Lord says your name twice, you're in trouble. You are worried and troubled about many things. You know, if we live in a place of law, we will always be worried and troubled. Anxiety, fear, depression, it's all part of the same thing. We'll constantly be under this, am I pleasing God? Am I, am I enough? Am I, but when I understand his grace, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. He's well pleased with me. That's who I am in him, in Christ. In a moment, I want, I want to pray and I want us to activate some of what we've been sharing for the last few weeks. And I just want to declare grace over you. I just want to declare you are complete in him. You please the Lord. You please the Lord. 
when you receive Jesus and his blood washes over you, he looks at you, the father looks at you just like he looked at Jesus, sinless. Well, you don't know what I did this week. The blood of the lamb, it's just washing over you, constantly cleansing you. Sin has been dealt with once and for all. And I love what Jesus says. He says, but one thing is needed. One thing is needed. It's like when we're worshiping this morning. I just need to be in his presence. You know, I I think about this story too. I honestly think we could get spiritual. You could read all the commentaries. When he, one thing, well, salvation of the soul, you know. I mean, we all know that that's obviously a given. We know that. But I honestly believe that he just enjoyed being in the presence of Mary. He delighted in her. She loves me. We see the story later on where the welcome that he got was her pouring oil at his feet. Mary at Bethany. And and it's amazing to me that, that Jesus, fully God and fully man, actually just enjoyed being in the presence of this lady. It's that simple. Do you know that God doesn't just love you, but he likes you? Well, God loves me. He's supernatural. He's this being that just loves. Oh, love. God is love. But he likes you too. And he likes to hang out with you. And he wants you to get out of the kitchen, Martha, and sit at the table. He wants you to just sit at his feet. He wants you to cling on his word. Because when you love someone, when you're in love with them, you pay attention to every word that comes out of their mouth. Every word's important. Husbands, listen to your wives. I don't remember you saying that, honey. You weren't listening. I swear you probably just thought it and you didn't say it. No, you weren't listening. Okay, I wasn't listening. But when I'm when I'm understanding how important my bride is, every word that she says is important to me. When I value who she is. Mary valued who Jesus was. This one thing is needed. I think Jesus just liked being in her presence. In the purest sense. He says, this lady, she just loves me. and She's one of my disciples. That's so profound. This is, this is like out of the box. This didn't happen. This opened the door. My wife says, we never needed a feminist movement. We needed a Jesus movement. Wow. Ladies, let this set you free. You have access to his feet. You have access to the throne of God. Men, be inspired from this because this cannot be taken from you. She's chosen the, not to be distracted with the menu, but to sit and eat the main course, which is the bread of life. Just clinging on every word. The life that is in the very voice of God. So this morning, I want to pray for you, and I want you to, how many can just sense the presence of the Lord right now? I want you to, I want you to just receive the abundance of his grace. Romans 5.17, God wants to pour out. He is pouring out the abundance of his grace through Jesus Christ on you. I want to declare some things over you. There's a couple verses that were in my heart. One of them is in Colossians. I shared with the men yesterday. Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10 says this, For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead in bodily, and you are complete in him 
who is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in Christ. Well, I, I need this and I need, I'm lacking, I'm lacking. No, you are complete in Christ. You know that when Jesus was baptized and the Father spoke from heaven, he said, this is my son, in him I'm well pleased. That was the firstborn among many brethren. That was the picture of God saying, this is my son. That was the witness. And he submitted to the ministry of John the Baptist, who was a type of Elijah, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. But there was a voice that came from heaven. And listen, when you're born again in the spirit, your spirit man comes alive and he hears that voice saying, you're my son and I'm pleased with you. You're my daughter and I'm pleased with you. That's how you're born again, by the word of God to behold the, the love of the Father, that we would be called children of God. That is the revelation of understanding I'm complete. I don't need to, I don't need to work hard in the kitchen. I don't need to, and, I'm, and it's not in any way downing uh, serving and hospitality. This is, this is a metaphorical understanding of living in a place where I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not trying to live up to a standard, but I'm living in Jesus, and Jesus is the standard. I'm living out of him. I'm, it's his life living through me. But I believe there needs to be a revelation that your sons and that your daughters. I want you to lift your hands with me. We're going to pray. And I just want to pray the grace of heaven over you. I want you, would you stand with me actually? Let's just stand up. And I want you to begin to pray. Actually, here's what I want to do. I want you to put your hand on the person next to you and just begin to prophesy over them and just begin to declare grace, abundance of grace over them. And just say, God is pleased with you. The Father is pleased with you. Daddy is pleased with you. Just declare it. That's it. You're, you're whispering, but I want you to just, don't pray with passivity. Just begin to take it up a few notches. Come on, pray. Pray for that person next to you right now. Forget about the familiarity of who they are and just declare grace over you. You're complete in Him. Abundance of grace right now. Abundance of grace right now. Lord, we speak grace to your people in the name of Jesus. We commend every lie that says you're going to fail. Every fear, go in Jesus' name. Let your perfect love, Father, drive out fear, anxiety, worry, every distraction of trying to serve up to some law. Right now, we have been made free in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you we have access. We thank you that we have all access to you. We are not servants. We're sons and daughters. We're royalty. I want to prophesy that over you. You are sons and you are daughters of the living God. Tell the person next to you, you're a son and you're a daughter. Come on. Not referring to gender. You're a son of God. You're a child of God. You don't need to try to get God's attention like an orphan does. You don't need to get God's attention. You're not an orphan. Come on. I bless you in the name of Jesus, saints. I speak life. I speak blessings. Come on, just go after a little bit more. Amen. Yes, God.
Those of you that pray in the Spirit, begin to pray in the Holy Spirit right now. Come on, I want you to stir up the gift of God within me. You're not talking to anyone around you, so you don't have to give an interpretation right now. It's your language to the Lord. Just declare right now out of your spirit that heavenly language if you pray. And if you don't, receive it right now. God will give it to you. Come on, stir up that fin, that flame. Oh, oh. Yes, God. Life. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body. Life in Jesus' name. The Lord is breaking chains of suicide now over your life. There's a couple people in here. The Lord, no more. You are so valuable to God. You are significant. And I break that thing right now in the name of Jesus. Every lie. I declare right now over you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body. Just receive, lift your hands now and say, Holy Spirit, I yield. That's all you have to do. He's constantly pouring out. Always pouring out His Spirit. It started on the day of Pentecost. It'll come to pass. Joel 2.28. I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Right now, He's pouring it out constantly. We just put up, um, we put up umbrellas. Take, Remove the umbrella and just yield. Just yield right now. And so, Lord, I receive it. Now just take a moment. Don't don't worry about what's going on up on the stage. Just just that's why we close our eyes sometimes. Just say, I yield to you, Holy Spirit.
lift your hands one more time if you would. And say, I receive your blessing right now. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you right now. We're sitting in the car and as we started saying that, the Holy Ghost just just fell on her in such a powerful way. And God did something in your heart. And I remember seeing a picture of sometimes when we have friends over, the great hostess that she is, sometimes we'll never get to sitting down and enjoying our guests because she's trying to clean. I'm like, honey, just do that later. We have guests. Let's just sit down and Let's hang out with our guests. She's like, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And it was a spiritual picture of what she was going through. And it was just as simple as sit at the table. It's so simple. I want you to receive that. Just sit at the table. Well, I can't enter in her head. Stop. He lives in you. He loves you. Amen. The veil was torn. Don't stitch it back up. So, Lord, we thank you for that right now. And we get out of the metaphorical kitchen of distraction and serving in law. And we sit down at the table with the master. And we look into his eyes. And like John said, there was fire in his eyes. God. <laughs> There's so much fire of desire in the eyes of God for you to just come into his presence. You know, it changes the whole paradigm of worship when we're thinking, I just want to enter in the presence of the Lord. Listen, God wants you, God wants to come into your presence. Do you hear me? What do you mean? He wants to come. Jesus just enjoyed Mary. He just enjoyed her. I, I, I believe that. His heart anticipates you coming close. Like it says in Song of Solomon that the bridegroom, his heart skips a beat anticipation when the bride draws close. Wow. That when we draw close to you, Lord, you, you, you actually, your heart anticipates that. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you for that. And so I declare over you right now, just sit at the table. Just sit at the table. And be at peace. Live in grace. In Jesus' name. Seal it with praise. Seal it with praise. Um, did you have a word? You did? Okay. You had a word for somebody. And so, amen. Are you all blessed? All right. All right. Would you just love on some people before you go? And uh, it's 1041. So we have 20 minutes before our next service. But we want you to just take some time and greet and love. And if you're new... I want you to introduce yourself to some people around you. Please, we want to get to know you. God bless you.